0: Hello and welcome to episode four of Everyone's Favorite Teacher. Everyone's Favorite Teacher is a podcast that showcases educators who have a passion for students and learning. Rita Pearson once said that every child deserves a champion, an adult who will never give up on them, who understands the power of connection and insists that they become the best that they can possibly be. On this show, we pick the brains of champion educators who go all out for their students. I'm your host, T.J. Parrish. I'm an assistant principal in North Carolina. Connect with me on Twitter at tjparish28. You can also check out my blog at tjparrish.blogspot.com. I love to interact and learn from educators across the world. The guest for today's episode is high school teacher Beth Rhine. Beth teaches physical science at Cleveland High School. Beth is known as a very engaging teacher who is very dedicated to the craft of teaching. You can follow Beth at B. Rhine, R H Y N E 39. Beth was referred to me from an assistant principal friend of mine, Anthony Whitaker. So, shout out to Anthony. So, Beth, thank you for joining us today.
1: Thank you. Uh, I'm very honored to uh, be mentioned by Anthony, and I'm excited about the opportunity of working with you.
0: Awesome. Well, we're glad to have you. So, why don't you start us out by just telling us how you got into teaching?
1: Uh, well, it's it's kind of a long it's kind of a long story, but I'm going to make it short. Um, I originally thought I was going to college to be a nursing major and um, realized that maybe that wasn't exactly what I was cut out to do. Um, I fell in love with health education, and the education department at Garden Web and the health education professors at Garden Web University just, you know, led me into uh, teaching health, which I loved, um, by the nursing classes I started gave me a good science background, so going into teaching ended up being a natural fit. I never really wanted to coach, so I couldn't do a lot with just help, but thank goodness I did have a strong science background and um, got certified, taught, and I've taught high school and middle school science for many years. <laughs>
0: Well, that is awesome. I know that the sciences are so important uh, to to prepare kids for the next level um in college. Yes, um, definitely. All right, so I need your help. Tell me what okay. is, what is the biggest thing that an an elementary school lifer like myself should know about teaching in a high school?
1: Um I know sometimes that. I think sometimes that um, elementary school teachers can be intimidated by, by the thought of the high school student, but uh, really our students are just larger versions of the kids you teach. <laughs> they sit in bigger chairs. <laughs> they bring new challenges every day. Um, so it, it's not intimidating. Um, one thing that I definitely want you elementary school teachers to know is how much we as high school teachers value what you do and the hours that you put in into those students um, before they even make it to our classrooms. So you guys are so super important to what we do and how the the students succeed when they get to our level.
0: That is awesome. And I know um, the elementary school teachers everywhere will appreciate that. you know, we just have them earlier on in their journey, and you guys have them later in their journey of uh, school. So Mm -hmm. that's pretty neat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So what is your favorite part of being a teacher?
1: Um, It's the students, each and every one. Those who hang on your every word and those who make you ask the hardest questions and those who make you cry because they don't get it or they refuse to try Um, all of them it's you know I've always said that teaching is um, a career that keeps you young because you are always having to learn what's in what is this latest in thing that the kids are talking about or that the kids are into so it's the students my favorite part (laughs)
0: Oh, that that's a great answer, because if you're not, if you don't, whatever level you teach at, if you're not showing up for the students, um, you're not going to have the best product, and you're not going to be the best teacher that you can be, um, for sure. Right. Um, all right, so now, I'm not, that, as far as, I'm, I've been in the game for 17 years, but you've been teaching for 28 years, uh, so I, I, I always like to ask folks who've been in um, teaching for a while, what, what has changed the most in your time in the classroom? Uh,
1: well, oh, my gosh, yes. Um, the 28. this is my 28th year this year, so I have had a front row seat to hundreds of changes. Um, I have been in eight schools and seven different LEAs wow. um, in two different states. Uh, I've spent some time teaching in Georgia um, as well as North Carolina. So uh, I've taught sixth, eighth, and ninth through twelfth grades. And the biggest changes, of course, have been in the technology realm. Um, mm-hmm. I can still remember Being in a second floor science department at Burns High School in Cleveland County and another science teacher trying to get me to use the word processor at the time. (laughs) Oh, you've got to do your grades on this. It's so much better. And I was just convinced, no, I'm pretty sure that this bubbling in on the bubble sheet is so much easier than doing grades on the computer. (laughs) So. Now now, you know, Power School and I, intergrade was the I guess the first grading program I learned and and we worked with. But um gosh, <laughs> grades on the computer are so much easier than bubble sheets. I've just got to say that. Um so technology is the biggest change. Um technology enters the classroom and it levels the playing field for all. It's you know, it engages students in a way that They are used to being engaged, Um, so they have access to information just at the fingertips, and they're wanting to know all the time, especially high school. High school students, almost every kid in the room has a device in hand. So you have to be very uh, vigilant as a teacher uh, because they have learned all the tricks, getting the answers just like that without really putting forth the effort to think or to mm-hmm. process or, you know, to talk it out even. It's so funny at the high school level, if, they, if the kids have downtime, you know, high, discipline is not an issue during downtime because if the kids kicked their phones out, their phones would come out and they would just sit and be happy <laughs> and not say a word to each other. And <laughs> that is the strangest thing to see. In a classroom, it's just everybody's just sitting there, you know, mesmerized yeah. by their device. So it has it. the technology definitely has, it's good and bad in the classroom. But that's been the biggest change and the hardest thing to learn to adapt to and to change your teaching to fit. But I, I've learned to embrace it.
0: So That is awesome. And, you know... One thing, when you were talking about um, all the different levels you've taught at, I'm definitely jealous of that. You know, I taught elementary school (laughs) for six years, and then I've been an administrator in an elementary school for a few, um, seven or eight years after that. So that's all I know. Um, So I am jealous of people who have experience at multiple levels, and I still have a goal of mine to, to, to branch out and maybe work at a different level. Um, but I also want to touch on on another thing you were saying about technology, and you know, I just think about how much technology's changed in the last five years, um, and ten years, yeah. and um, and also kind of like you know I, I read this all the time. We have to teach today like Google exists. And when I was in schools, so much of it was finding the answer. Now kids always mm-hmm. can find the answer but we can really get to the meat of uh, learning, which is like, what are you gonna do with the information? Um, so you definitely touched, right. you made me think about that um, when you answered that last question. So. Good,
1: I'm, good. I'm, go ahead. I'm very lucky that in my classroom, um, I have uh, nine desktop computers, and then uh, by participating in a grant through our technology here in Johnson County, I was awarded Chromebooks um, as part of the grant process. So, one thing that I've been able to do with the technology in science, and we are, the kids are going to do this again tomorrow, is I do a lot of setup stations where you we use a lot of interactive mm-hmm. things that the kids, when it comes to um, last week, it was building atoms, um, when we could have three different stations where the kids were actually. Building board models with different cult beings uh-huh. and then there was then using the interactive from a physics website where they were actually picking up the protons and the electrons, and they were seeing the immediate change when they put a proton in place, how it automatically changed into a different element. You know, the using that and having that in front of them, I can stand up there and I can PowerPoint it to death, but when they see the changes that they're making by putting those in place, um, seeing how electrons affect charge, you know, that's, I always try to, and thank goodness, there's so much, there's so many great websites out there where the kids can do the interactive. So pairing that with a hands-on lab and then showing them the virtual lab and having them work through a simulation, I, I see a higher
0: level understanding with the students Wow, that's one thing Anthony um, was telling me about you that how much you integrated technology and also congratulations and way to go on writing all those grants um, that's something I think <laughs> teachers can't do enough of and um, I know it's, it's time consuming but it really pays off when you get those uh, grants yeah. um, when, you get, when those grant monies come in, so that's awesome um, Right So I asked you what what has changed throughout your teaching career. Um, Maybe tell us uh, what has stayed the same.
1: Well, um, staying the same is that no matter how many years I've had in the profession, um, to be effective, I had to realize that I have to be a lifelong learner. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, Going through college gives you the degree but you, you know as well as I know that when you are in the classroom, that you um, weren't quite prepared for everything that was going to come up. So uh, adapting and knowing that you are constantly going to learn, um, it goes it goes far beyond just collecting those CEUs for a renewal credit. It is really looking for um, meaningful. Uh, meet professional development that's going to make a difference in your um, classroom and with your students. Um, that's, that's what's remained same. is just knowing that I'm going to constantly have to change year after year after year.
0: That's right. I couldn't agree with you more. And I think, you know, for those teachers that are just coming out of college, you're not a finished product we're going to, you're going to have to continue, right. you got to continue to evolve. And, you know, that's something I learned too. Um, you, you can't, you can't get satisfied with where you're at. You got to, you got to grow, grow, grow. We got to be the leader. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to model learning for students. So I think that's great that you do that. Mm-hmm. That's a wonderful attitude. Um, and I think you've already touched in um, on this answer, but, you know, one of the big questions I wanted to ask you, because this talking to you um, a couple times I know you do this but talk to us a little bit more about how you're able to make physical science come alive for your students
1: um, well physical science I tell the kids all the time and this is, this is horrible to say the other high school teachers probably wouldn't like it if they knew I was telling the kids this but i to tell them this is the only class that is really going to make a difference for the rest of your life and um, and I'm very passionate about that. I believe that. And I try to always relate it to the students. Um, it, they start to believe me when I get to electricity. And I ask the kids, okay, um, eventually all of you are going to own a home one day, and I hope and pray that your homes have electricity. Now you need to listen through this unit. If you don't learn anything else, you need to learn how how electricity works. Because it can save you a lot of money. It can take you a lot of time.
0: <laughs> That's right. So
1: I, I try to catch them with a hook, OK? Um, the normal class might involve a 15 to 20-minute lesson at most. And then as soon as that lesson's over, it is the independent practice time, whether it is the uh, hands-on lab or a virtual lab or activities that get them up and moving around. Um, uh, high school students and ninth graders are just, you know, they're just larger elementary students.
0: I like that perspective. They,
1: they need to move. Yeah, they they need to move. Um, they need they need that chance to to still be a child learner and not have to sit and listen for the entire, you know, ninety minutes. So um, just. By by planning the activities, that that helps a lot. Um, I also try to keep my website updated, and on my website I will put out the agenda for the week, and the kids know that this is what's going to come up on these days. And most of the time, everything that's on my uh, agenda for the week, all of the handouts that we're going to be using, all of the PowerPoints that I'm going to be presenting, they're already there. And I encourage the kids, they're not really great about this. Some are, some aren't. I encourage the kids, if you're out, you know, please log on, email me. We can can keep you, especially right now. We have had kids dropping like flies for colds and blue and Mm -hmm. everything else. But having it where... If you email me, I'm going to respond within 24 hours, and you know we can keep you on track, so you're not going to miss a lot of work time if you are out sick. Um, using Remind, uh, sending out weekly parent updates, uh, sometimes high school students you don't go home and tell their parents everything. Hmm. So I think some parents kind of find it refreshing that they get this update, hey, this is what we've done this week and this is what's coming up. Um, And parents, you know, they respond positively to that. So the more we can talk about it and build the relationship um, with the family and with the student too, I just feel like the more successful we'll be.
0: Absolutely, you keyed in on some of my big, my big things in education. You just said relationships, um, the great communication, just putting everything on your website, and making it transparent. that helps the kids. And that also, helped, like you said, it, it, it connects the parents as well. But also, you know, just the way you described your class, it seems like it's also going to prepare um, students really well for college and, and a couple years down the road when they're having to communicate with their professor. Um, you're definitely preparing them for that well, i hope so <laughs> that's that's the goal anyway right well uh, <laughs> that is do you uh can you share maybe a favorite quote with us?
1: Well, I can, and um, it's one that I had heard uh, over and over again, and I always believed it, so I wanted to find out well where did it come from so um I was very pleased when i Found, it, found that it came from Theodore Roosevelt. He is, you know, I've, I've admired him. I, I enjoyed him in, um, not at the museum, So <laughs> everything, everything that I've heard about him, and thank goodness for, you know, his conservation efforts. And mm-hmm. um, I just found him, I, I find him enjoyable to read about. But the quote that I really believe um, is, uh, they don't know how much, excuse me, they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Absolutely. That's always, yeah, that's always been my philosophy m- my entire career, is that, you know, and I tell, I tell my students this, and I tell them, yes, this class is mandatory for graduation, and yes, you have to take the North Carolina final exam, and, yes, if you do well on that exam, it makes me look good. Mm-hmm. But I measure my success by how you live your life. If Aww. you leave this classroom a better person, that's more important to me than passing the test.
0: I, I love that, Beth. But, that, that's great.
1: <laughs> well, it's, and it's what it's what I believe. I believe that my... My um, room is my mission field, and I have been sent to public school for the purpose to love and educate each and every student that walks through my
0: door. That is awesome. You know, and while you were talking earlier, you were talking about protons and electrons and elements, (laughs) and I remember all that stuff from school, Um, and I was trying to connect all the dots and remember what all those things did. But what I really heard was your passion talking through, and, and that's something that I, I definitely think we captured in this interview tonight. Um, so I just want I, de- I want you to thank you for being a guest on the show, um, but also thank you for what you do every day.
1: Well, thank you, TJ. And um, this is very exciting. I'm glad to see that uh, you know those, you, young, you young folks are um, <laughs> embracing the technology and using it so i'm very honored to have been included
0: well i'm just excited now you're welcome and i'm just excited now that you've called me a young fellow. so i like being uh known as young I'll, i'll take the compliment i will be 39 next week so i'm starting to to feel like i'm going the other way but i can say this elementary um dude really appreciates you schooling him tonight on high school and um Remember, you can connect with Beth on Twitter at BRine39. And um, again, I just want to tell you, I appreciate your dedication to the profession along with your passion. So keep up the great work and continue to be a champion for students and keep making physical science come alive.
1: All right. Thank you, TJ.
0: You're welcome. And again, if you want to connect with me on Twitter, my handle is TJPairs28 if you would like to be a guest on the show or you would like to recommend a guest for the show, please send me an email to favoriteteacherpodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to comment comment, or share your thoughts on the show using the hashtag #FavoriteTeacher. Students need champions in the classroom. So when you step into your classroom tomorrow, be that champion. That is all for now. Catch us next time on Everyone's Favorite teacher.